Welcome to the podcast version of Robots in Depth. This episode's interview is with Harry Ketamu and is produced in cooperation with Vivolver. Robots in Depth is supported by Aptomica. Visit aptomica.com to connect. You will find all past episodes and more on robotsindepth.com. Welcome to this episode of Robots in Depth. Today I'm honored to have Harry Ketame here from Head AI. And we're going to talk about uh, artificial intelligence. How did you get into the field you're in now? What was the start of this? Yeah, it's going to be a long story, but if I take just a short version. Uh, been doing science since graduating, or in fact even studies. And for me, this uh, science has been some sort of combination of uh, learning sciences, cognitive sciences, as well as applied mathematics and physics. And somehow I found mimicking human kind of decision-making thinking mechanisms with algorithms has been always interesting. Mm-hmm. No matter if, 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 at, if it has been really about cognitive operations or sports or gaming, and especially gaming, uh, Are we talking that's, that's, computer games? Yeah, com- computer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Hmm? Well, all my previous companies has been gaming companies, so hmm. been developing game artificial intelligence for decades. What you're playing against when you're playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, for, 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 for example, your opponent, because when you are playing a game alone, which doesn't happen anymore because everyone is online, hmm. but computer-controlled characters, it was super important hmm. that they are entertaining. Hmm. So it's it's very easy to build a stupid opponent or perfect opponents or random opponents. Mm. But but an opponent that behaves mm. like a human player is entertaining and still uh, you are able to win it. But it's mm. entertaining hard enough playing human style. That's that's a challenging. Mm. And that that's why in, in games business mm. the AI is not the AI. It's more like storytelling. It's faking, it's mimicking. And and maybe that's also part why I'm why I'm now in, in serious AI. And that, that's that's part why I'm why I'm also critical in in artificial intelligence because there are that much things we can't prove is it real or is it storytelling mm. and because of the gaming background I know that there are that much storytelling that we should really have critical discussions on anything mm. if you claim AI has ended up to some decision is there data and is the data valid according to old-fashioned statistics. And those are the core questions. Mm. But yeah, ba- basically because of science, I'm now here on artificial intelligence and with gaming background gives me, well, approach where I don't take everything as granted. Now everybody plays games online, so this isn't as an active area now, or is it still a... I, I would say it is. It is really, really active. If we take uh, uh, NHL games or football games or any mm. game you might play also alone, or you are part of the team. Mm. It's very important that the car- characters behaves like real people do. Like, for example, Messi plays like Messi, mm. Mm. and 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 just not not just a random character. That mm. would spoil the feeling. Yeah, th- that's an interesting thing you you, you mentioned there. That in in, for instance, this uh, football or yeah. or any athlete athletic thing. You have to like not only adapt to a generic opponent, yeah. but it has to be this opponent, that opponent. Yeah, exa- exactly, Very exactly. Yeah? Mm. How you pass, or are you, or are you doing to score, or mm. w- w- and how you play the game? It's not only that mm. you are just having the ball and then you pass it to someone, mm. but, but how the flair, the the yeah. the thing that you and I have a reasonably easy time 
seeing in one human being, we can mm. easily tell people apart yeah. because we see their quirks and their their way of doing yeah, things, yeah. their style. Yeah, that's exactly. very interesting. Yeah? Exactly, exactly. So then you moved on to what you're doing now. Yeah, we are now doing natural language processing. So mm. namely, we are developing an AI that can build a mind map about any sentence, paragraph or text. Mm. And why mind map? Mm. Because in, in natural language, we, we use the language in order to describe what we mean in related to context and, and uh, making details with words. Mm. And natural language is challenging because we use that much uh, adjectives, prepositions, postpositions that mm. are relevant mm. in, in general, but makes natural language processing difficult if you don't go in deep meanings of the language. Mm. And mind map is some sort of simplification about what we mean with this. So we built machine that can draw a mind map about, let's say, paragraph. Mm. And it takes there a core words and the neighborhood that is not necessarily mentioned in the paragraph. Because we as a human, if, if, if you get a text from uh, uh, taxation, mm. no matter if there is called taxation, you understand immediately that this, this is about taxing, mm. this is about government, and this is done for public good. Mm. So you can add words there that is not necessarily in the paragraph. And, and our machine can do that because it's pre-trained with billions of sentences from news, from scientific papers, and mm. other sources we feel is trustworthy. Mm. And yes, CNN is one of trusted <laughs> medias. It's not fake, we think. No, and even even if they make a mistake now and then, yeah. or even if some of it have been influenced somehow, the vast bulk of it is going to be of high quality, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I would say that when we are not producing chatbots that mm. are trying to, well, mimic a perfect discussion, discussant, so, so the challenges are more related that is the AI in tune? Does it find the right context? Mm. It's, it's, it's a bit challenge that if you don't find the right context, mm. then it's very difficult to do any reasoning mm. behind the context. Mm. But if, if it use one wrong word or maybe maybe the word is not an optimal, that's not a problem in big picture. No, so, no. so finding a tune, tune is the challenge. Th so this is uh, interesting from the fact that, that you have uh, this deferred context. You read the text, you look at the yeah. text, which is just characters, right? Yeah. But to make it more, to get a high quality output, yeah. you try to put it in a wider context. Exactly. You see, this is the way uh, a sports uh, a sports report on TV sounds. Yeah. This is how a, 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 a priest will talk. This is yeah. how a, the tax man will e talk to exactly. you. Exactly. This is how a police officer talks to you. Yeah. And when you can deduce that this is probably this category, you can then start to read between the lines exactly and exactly. add that to your processing e exactly exactly yeah. and that's super important in our area in, in job tech so namely mm. labor markets mm. uh, corporate training mm. education related to jobs because we uh, with ai when we try to match for example a person mm. to a job mm. we have quite limited text the cv is typically quite short mm. maybe just a couple of uh, job titles, mm. maybe a couple of schools. Mm. And the job opening is, well, mm. sometimes one paragraph, some th sometimes one paper, mm. but it's, it's, it's most often about the company. Mm. So we, we, we have <laughs> yeah, to mine, yeah. mine out the connecting factors, skills, attitudes, mm. motivations, mm. knowledges, 
behind those two texts. Mm. And that's that's impossible without going behind the text. Mm. So in, in, in that case, if we just compare two texts mm. only with the text, mm. we won't end up to optimal solution. Mm. And we are going to miss most of the good cases. Mm. Mm. But human, we, we can see behind the text and mm. understand that, okay, this guy is a uh, construction worker. Mm. Nevertheless, he has just listed his uh, company names where he be, he's been working. Mm. But because the, all the companies are uh, elect electricity mm. companies, mm. he's electrician, but mm. he just haven't mentioned that. Mm. So there are thousands of jobs. Mm -hmm. But with, without this kind of thinking, mm. if there are no job titles mm. or, or skills, no jobs found. Mm. And that's that's also one, one part of our challenge in labor market nowadays. We have a good systems, mm. but almost all the system, no matter if they are private or the governmental systems, they mm. are based on word matching. Mm. If there is a salesperson, mm. there must be match salesperson. Mm. But what if there is sales assistant, sales mm. manager, mm. sales director, mm. no match. Yeah, or, or for instance, the person worked at a company that only does sales, but yeah. it isn't called sales. It's yeah, called Group yeah. B limited. Yeah, cust you know customer success management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that they they they're a sales company. They yeah. only do sales. They yeah. don't they don't do other things. You yeah. can you can put that into your your equation. Yeah. You use this then for for labor market matching between yeah. Uh, yeah. available positions and and available. Yeah, that's that's uh, labor. Uh, yeah. Let's say that's top of the iceberg, but. Mm. Uh, mm. But that, that's one case, because mm. what, what we are really interested in is to understanding the labor market dynamics. Because mm. now, nowadays, when we discuss that uh, AI and robotics are taking the jobs, mm. which is fact, of mm. course, it, of mm. course, there will be mm. jobs will be lost. But the skills are mm. there mm. and there will be equally same number new jobs. Mm. We just have to understand Probably more, even. usually more, mm. but we just have to understand what the jobs are. Mm. And then we have to understand what skills those people mm. need to train. So what is the reskilling need? Mm, mm. And that's why we put, first of all, our AI to read through job openings mm. in order to build a general understanding what is what skills are searched right now, what are downtrending skills, mm. and is there uptrending skills? Mm. The biggest challenge is what are the new skills because mm. they don't exist as words. Mm. And because of the data is always background uh, going back mm. and it, there is no words, AI can't create new words. We mm. people create new words. Mm. So the AI recognizes there is a new skill mm. when it first time appears. Mm. No before that. Mm. And mm. that's that's the one challenge because usually people ask that, okay, what are the key skills in 10 years? Mm. I don't know. Mm. But I know what are not needed anymore in 10 years. Mm. And mm. I know what are needed right now and what are trending right now. Mm. So mm. that's best we can do. Mm. But that helps uh, governments, Schools and individuals build an understanding where we are going mm. and what we can just drop out. Mm. Mm. And, and from, from individual point of view, when mm. we have an understanding what are the trends, what I can do now, we can suggest what skills you can get more. Mm. And because we know what schools are offering, we can say that this school helps you, this private training company can help you, this online material is good for you. Mm. Mm. And then we can show that, okay, by taking these steps, you are ready for your next career. Mm. Or you are right now ready for your next career if you just think that uh, I'm a construction engineer, but I'm also needed in 
metal industry. I mm. have all the skills, mm, mm. for example. You can cross over. Yeah, exactly. And the computer is really good at seeing patterns yeah. that can be hard for people to see. Yeah, uh, and yeah. they can do this. They can, I presume, also look at the outcome of these. So say yeah. that we match a person to a, a job, yeah. and this works out very good. Yeah. The computer can learn from that. Exactly, and, and not, not necessarily waiting that long. But if we compare, if, if we take a setup where we can suggest out of 1,000 people, mm -hmm. we can suggest that these are 50 very good candidates. Mm -hmm. Are they really good? Mm -hmm. Are they better? Than randomly picked mm -hmm. and in, in how we have ranked the person who get chosen interviewed by people yeah, yeah so that, so that tells something yeah and then not necessarily saying that the one we ranked number one should be hired no mm -hmm. but but you should interview what you can five ten mm -hmm. or something and then find out that that was most likely a good candidate mm -hmm. but you don't have to read through all those thousand mm -hmm. CVs and still everyone who applied a job get treated equally. Yeah, so everyone's application actually. was read through. Mm. While in human, we I get mean, tired. It's just it, not possible. It, yeah, right? it's, just, mean, it's not possible. And especially not on a countrywide scale. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if we're talking this as a society where we try to, uh, because this is also, this comes down to a society being yeah. productive. Yeah. The right person for the right job yeah. is very important. Yeah. But I also believe that for the individual, being in a job that's right for you is more fulfilling and more rewarding and, and exactly. less stressful for you, right? Exactly, and I, I think this kind of approaches might also help people who have difficulties to write about themselves. Mm. Because typically if if human reader checks mm. a document and it's nicely written, mm. it's good. Mm. But if it is made by introvert engineer mm. who mm. is very good in his mm. or her job, not stereotyping at all, <laughs> but uh, his or her job, mm. uh, but it's not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. uh, his or her CV doesn't look that good, most mm -hmm. likely. Mm -hmm. But when when machine is looking it through, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't care how much words you use. Is there a lot of adjectives and a lot of mm -hmm. this and that? It can see beyond it, it, the yeah, raw text. It just focus on 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 boring facts like your skills, attitude, soft skills, and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, is this system operating right now? We are now running several uh, proof of concept studies mm -hmm. in, in Finland, in India, in, mm -hmm. in states. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's live, we have real users, mm -hmm. but still we call it in, in proof of concept phase because we have to teach it more. Mm -hmm. We are very happy on it, but we are ready for launching it in uh, maybe next year. What it comes to AI, the training the AI mm -hmm. and then training it more is mm -hmm. very important. And especially when dealing with natural language, the language evolves all the time. Mm. So it's not in one language now and forever. No. It changes all the time. Mm. Like there are new skills, old skill get a new name. Mm. There are new words, mm. how to make sure it don't uh, misunderstand something. Mm. And of course, algorithm change. Mm. We are very happy with our current algorithm, mm. but I'm pretty confident that we will sooner or later figure out better. When we have a lot of data, we can do the comp mm. comparison, and especially a lot of data also evaluated by human. Mm. For example, very very simple mm. thing we discussed about uh, mind maps. Mm. We have done a lot of experiments to make sure the AI-built mind maps are relevant also from professional's point of view. Mm. And for example, in mathematics and natural sciences, mm. our AI can build some 90% the same maps as professionals would do. Mm. And the interesting thing is that no professional builds the same map. Mm. Even in mathematics, 
mm. more than 95 is not common thing mm. between the professors because mm. there are differences and yeah. when we when we go to really challenging stuff like history or mm. politics mm. our ai can build a map that is less than 50% the same mm. with the professionals but mm. no professional builds the better if if we take a, mm. for example politics and we take mm. a left wing map and right wing map mm. Mm. they are very, they, very they are not more than 50% the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, this is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, I, I think also this, uh, we can embed our better selves in these AIs yeah. because they can, as you say, they can take that person that might not be a great salesperson yeah. of their own skill set. We might take a young person, we might take an old person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we can take people of different properties and we can give them all the same the same opportunity. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and, and that's very important, I think. That's, that's very important. Yeah, definitely. Because we have had a lot of discussions that is the age something, mm. only skills should matter. Mm. Is the gender something, only mm. skills should matter. Mm. And then that's something we can make sure in the very beginning that those Mm. Those are not controlling when the AI doesn't even know that information. Do you kind of operate the AI system some way or is it just feed everything in and you get a list out? We as a company, you should think more, we are uh, staff office. Mm. We hire you thousands of assistants mm. and we educate the assistants. Mm. So that's our business. But our business is uh, B2B. Mm. So we have we have clients mm. who run their own businesses. They can mm. be governments or organizations that mm. need to know more about labor markets. So what mm. what 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 is what skills are searched in what area, mm. in what time, in what industry type mm. of things. Mm. So they can do politics decisions based on facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th then then schools is one very important customer area. Mm. But their their main question is that how we can make our curriculum better in terms of supporting business in our region mm, and mm. so showing what skills they should educate is in the core of that mm. uh, for for job office or or headhunter company mm. it's very important to understand what this person knows and do mm. we have something where to put him mm. or vice versa which is way more common thing mm. that companies need to get in number 10 this kind of persons mm. and and the uh, job uh, office to have a list of 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. How to get best 20 candidates or let's say best mm -hmm. 50 candidates that mm -hmm. human checks mm -hmm. into list. So the human professional don't have to crawl through all these 100,000 CVs, but mm -hmm. focus on from these 50, let's pick up 20 best. Mm. And that's, and that's of course, this is also what I say. Is, I think this all the time when it comes to robotics and AI yeah, yeah. is that it's never going to replace a human. Yeah. It's just a tool for a human Exa to do exactly, something. Exactly, exactly. But we will see tools that helps individuals perform better, doing mm. more jobs in shorter time frame mm -hmm. and being more productive. It do mm. doesn't mean that there will be unemployment. There will mm. be new jobs mm. because when there is uh, money in the system there is all there is always needs in the system mm. somebody mm. will figure out what mm. are the new needs mm. there will be new jobs mm. there will be new companies mm. there will be new everything if we just make sure that the money and the business doesn't focus focus on three or four or five companies mm. and there is no other companies at mm. all mm. because we have to remember that 
small and medium enterprises are uh, employing some, depending on country, but 80 to 95 percent of the all mm. the people. SMEs are yeah, the SMEs are the, are, are the power. Mm. So mm. if SMEs are out of the game, mm. then we have problems. Mm. Not because of AI, mm. not because of robotics, but mm. because of our own systems. Mm. We, mm. Have, we have to understand in national level that we really have to keep business and competition open for uh, small and medium enterprises. Mm. That's, that's the key. Right now we are talking too much how companies should apply mm. IBM, companies mm. should apply Google's AI. Mm. And we forget that in every country there are tens of AI companies that are developing the core AI. Mm. In, in Finland, in Sweden, mm. in Denmark, there are a lot of companies. Mm. But still in discussion we discuss that, oh, are you using IBM Watson? Mm. Rather than are you using mm. this uh, Stockholm Group's mm. innovation? Mm. So, so mm. that's 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 the first thing we mm. are discussing in a level that there is no nothing else than these three big players. Mm. There are a lot of AI companies, and that's something we forget too often in in our discussions when mm. discussing on AI. We mm. only talk big three, mm. but there are a big, big grassroots. Big, yeah, th there are a lot of potential behind that we don't discuss enough. Mm. And also, also coming back to your question, how making things affordable for smaller companies. Mm. Uh, that's that's also, in, in fact, we have to thank Google about that mm. because the uh, API mm. economy thinking. Mm. So basically you can share your intelligence with very simple calls that are easy to integrate on almost anything. Mm. And approaching markets in a way that it's super easy to integrate AI into your existing system, mm. or then start to try something. That makes it possible for even small companies to use artificial intelligence. Mm. So you don't have to invest one million dollars in, or in order to get started. You can just say your web developer that, hey, try this out, mm. and let's, let's figure out then, is this for us? You can prove to yourself that what you're working on would might work. Yeah. And then you, so you spend the money, you spend a few hundred dollars, you prove to yourself that, well, this is probably something here, right? Yeah. And then you can spend, get money, you can show this prototype to somebody, yeah. maybe your family, and then yeah. you get a little bit more money. Yeah. And you yeah. can take the next step. Yeah. And wow, this stuff actually works. It's far from perfect, but this prototype is really cool, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you can go to uh, other funding institutions. Yeah. It actually kind of works, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. And if we have this natural progression, from the very early prototypes, yeah. where you convince yourself, your friends, yeah. some angels, and then the big banks maybe, or, yeah. or, or the general public population, right? Yeah, or to then, get an investment. Th then starting to do sales. Now nowadays with startuping, we too little discuss how to find your first customer and mm. how to do sales. Mm. It's more related to how to raise money. Mm. But but mm. it's it's one one very good option to focus also that what problems I can s solve with that and mm. who might be my customer. Mm. And then and going directly to sales. You just have to have a working prototype. Mm. So mm. If, if you are a slideware company, mm. you, you pretty much need to just raise money. Mm. But if you have a prototype, you mm. can do many kind of different mm. things. Mm. Maybe raise money, but go directly to discuss with your customers that mm. hey, we can solve your problem, mm. it's ugly, but it's working. Mm. Mm. Let's now make it a practical proposition yeah. for yeah. your uh, application. Yeah. We, we talked about the matching of, of yeah. employees yeah. to, to, to uh, employment opportunities. Uh, are you doing anything else with this technology too? or? Uh, right, right now we focus on job tech mm. and this matching and labor markets understanding is one part. Mm. But then another part is the training itself. 
Because mm. in many cases we end up situation where there is no training. Mm. Right now there are some one billion people looking for reskilling or mm. should say work-related education, but mm. they can't find it mm. because there are MOOCs, there are online education, but there mm. are most of those are academics mm. or hobbies. Mm. There are, of, of course, there are a lot of offering in, in web, but it's hard to find. Mm. And then there are YouTube where there are mm. very practical videos called, mm. and we can call it micro learning when somebody mm. just finds a video. Mm. But uh, uh, we, we create content playlists for learners also. Mm. So the idea is that when, when our AI has built a mind map about the topic, mm. you should learn. The mm. mind map is there. Mm. So the mind map is pretty much the curriculum in the school. So what you learn, what is the extent you are going to study and where mm. you start from. Mm. So that's the curriculum. Mm. And so, so we, so our AI curates also content from web, from YouTube, so short videos, from other sources, mm. materials that covers your learning needs. Mm. And when you have watched the videos, done mm. maybe the exercises, mm. the AI can assess you. Because mm. once again, the mind map is there. Mm. If you have really understood what mm. you have studied, mm. you can also explain the phenomena inside that mind map. For example, how the concepts A, B and C are related. Mm. If you can type it natural language mm. and the mind map from your answer mm. is similar, not exactly the same, but similar like the original, mm. you most likely have understood. Mm. If it is completely different, mm. you most likely don't know anything about it. Mm. So, I, so that's, 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 that's the curating content, assessing, bringing back to your skill profile. That's, that's mm. part of our educational approach. Yeah, and there we can yeah. also do it so that we can say that if you add these few kind of small holes in your education, yeah. you can access vastly exactly. amount, many Exa more opportunities. Exactly. exactly. Because we can see these small holes and we can plug them. Yeah. And yeah. Most, most likely you are going to need just reskilling in some specific topics. Mm, you mm. don't have to take a new degree. Mm. You don't have to go to university for five years to find mm. your next job. Mm. Maybe just a couple of new skills are enough. Mm. Or then just understanding that, by the way, I have all the skills. Mm, mm, so mm. so just empowering people. Mm. But the part, part, part educational part is there because mm. there is a huge need for different kind of educational approaches in vocational, in corporate training, in, mm. in, in job related area. Mm. And then have to highlight that we are not, not doing this for K to 12 mm. or not, not for academics. They, mm. they have own systems there, mm. but we, we have that big need in, mm. in vocational corporate training, mm. work-related work training, mm. that we, mm. we really need this. And, and this, of course, is uh, tremendously important both for society and for the individual yeah. having a better fit. Uh, f by upskilling these yeah. small areas, maybe a week, six months or something, yeah. you might be able to uh, get a job that's more fulfilling, allows you to live yeah. where you do now, you don't yeah. have to move. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and uh, so this is very significant. Yeah, there. and I think, I think from an individual point of view, it's really, really important to understand that you have the skills. Mm. You have a lot of skills mm. in any case. Mm. And by just finding the optimal new skills, mm. the world is open. Mm. And, and that's, that's not away from you, because that's empowering also individual that you understand that nothing has been taken away from me. Mm. That maybe the job was gone, mm. I need new skills, there is a new job, but I still can do everything I could do in the previous job. Mm. So mm. I'm not starting from empty. No, no, no. And I also think that 
with the world changing quicker and quicker, yeah, yeah. we all have to accept the fact that, uh, uh, and we live longer and longer. Yeah, all of this yeah. is good things, yeah. but they have the, the 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 consequences is that the fact that they change more and yeah. having uh, w educating yourself once in your early late teens and yeah. early tweens uh, or early twenties. And then living on that for the rest of your life, that's probably not going to happen, right? Yeah. We yeah. have to accept and s control the way we continually add skills to our skill set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this system can, of course, tell us if I want to go here in my life, yeah. this is what I would like to become. Yeah. Exactly. How do I get how, there how the best way? There? Yeah. You're, you're into AI, you've been in this field for quite a while. You started in gaming and now yeah. you do this. Yeah. I would like to pick your brain a little bit on. How do we create AI systems that are like your gaming AI systems that are human friendly to interact with, that are um, interacts with us in a pleasant way or in a way that makes the interaction as efficient as possible? Because I see that when, when, when you ever work with an assistant or when yeah. I work as an assistant that, that I, I did in yeah. a previous life, um, trying to predict what the person I was helping with this particular task um, made me, I, I looked at them and said, what do they need from me in the yeah, next step? Yeah. And I could kind of hand them the tool, I can hand them the material. And after a while, they just put their hand out and they know they're going to get the right stuff, right? Yeah. And now when we more and more start to work with robotics as assistants, how do we create this relationship between the robot and the person where the robot kind of listens to this individual and adapts to them? Yeah, that's that's really interesting area because we typically think that the robot should look like human mm. or it, it should somehow serve like a, a human would do as an assistant. Mm. But does it necessarily have to be that way? No, that, it should that, be something that comes, different, that, right? that comes the gaming part. Because mm. the game game designers has always thought, uh, think, think maybe in a way that, is this entertaining? Mm. Is, is the player enjoying what the player is doing? And how we can support the feeling of being enjoyed in mm. maximum way. Mm. So it don't, don't have to be dialogue always. Mm. So very much can happen behind. Mm -hmm. So if, if you have played, for example, Angry Birds, everybody must mm. have been played Angry Birds. Mm. It's so easy to start. It takes only five seconds to understand what you are doing, mm. how you play the game, what is the goal, mm. and then you just get entertained. Mm. And the same could be in, in communicating with AI and robots. Mm -hmm. So the robot don't necessarily have to be a human be human-like uh, replica mm -hmm. with which you discuss. Mm -hmm. It can be intelligent automation. Mm -hmm. For example, in homes, in kitchen, mm -hmm. there could be just intelligent automation that can tell you maybe talking, maybe some signals, mm -hmm. but 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 uh, bringing the interface out of human kind of discussion, either via chat or uh, by talking or with some interface you, where you have to type, but, but taking, taking it more broader perspectives. Because mm. we have a long history of automizing uh, things. Mm. So that, that's one thing we haven't discussed enough, that intelligent automation mm. can be one part of not necessarily only robotics, not necessarily only AI, mm. but um, that's something. Mm. And in many cases it might be even from user interface point of view, 
hide the user interface if mm -hmm. we can just do it on background. You, again, you've been in the field for quite some time. Where do you see interesting progress in the whole field of AI, not necessarily your own field? Because as you learn about the area, you get uh, input from many different fields. Yeah. Where do you see progress? And, uh, I, I think, I think we just discussed about intelligent automation, how mm. AI and robots grow together, or mm. how AI and uh, automation in general mm. grows together. Mm. So, so that's why I, I say the most interesting area is intelligent automation, where AI starts to serve more real-world processes, the mm. tangible processes. Uh, and that's why I love robotics, and yeah. also why I love AI, yeah. is because when we put uh, smarts or intelligence, whatever that is, the yeah, definition yeah. is murky at best, uh, in a physical object that then can go out yeah. and perform tasks in the real world. Yeah. That's a very powerful concept. Yeah, we can use, true. we can do so much good with that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I'm really interested. I mean, I'm very happy for all of you guys that in uh, that gets interviewed in the show to yeah. share your time. And and it's it's a fascinating stories I get to hear. Okay. Thank you very much for taking the time to do an interview. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you. It was great to be here. I hope you liked this episode of the podcast version of Robots in Depth. This episode is produced together with Vvolver. Vvolver is a platform and community providing engineers informative content that help them innovate. It's how engineers stay cutting edge. Optomica is the founding sponsor for Robots in Depth. Optomica runs anything in modular robotics. Dream, rent, build. Visit optomica.com to connect. I'm your host, Per Sherboy. Until the next episode, thank you for listening.